Buenos dias, everyone. Or buenos tardes, really, is what it is. Hello, how y'all doing? I hope y'all doing great. Welcome to the Grace Row podcast. I am Anna. And you know what? I'm outside walking today. Es muy caliente, mucha calor. I am not feeling this heat. But as a matter of fact, I feel like it's about to rain. So I am okay. I'm okay with it because I, I want to walk around a bit get my body moving and then go back inside and like either have it rain and I'm taking a nap or have it rain and I'm reading a book so either way I'm fine with it um so yeah I'm just outside walking right now and I have a couple of things on a list that I want to cover today but I also kind of want to just take it as we go because I have a lot of things to talk about like I have things like <laughs> okay let's just jump in. let's just jump in so one of the fav- one of the main things that I wanted to talk about was doing um my last day of counseling today so today was my last day of counseling and I, and I feel like you know recently with me finishing up a lot of things it's very emotional like it's almost like okay you know that one song that's like, it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Like that song is really hitting right now because it really is hard to say goodbye to like the things that you've grown so accustomed to doing or using or all of that stuff like that. So I, you know, started counseling last semester, toward the end of the semester I started. And it has been such a blessing because like, you know, learning the spiritual sides of things and the struggles that we face is very important and you can learn that in church but I think sometimes you need to learn some like like practical things for your physical body that you know can help you better understand how to operate in this body that you're living and I feel like my counselor did a really great job of um helping me and guiding me through some things that were helpful to know so I shout out to her you know big ups to you uh you definitely did your job I told her today, I said, <laughs> I said, I see why they pay you. I see why they pay you. Because she's really good at her job and she really does what needs to be done. And I'm just so grateful. And honestly, if I could, I would keep her as my counselor, like, for the rest of whatever. But I feel like, no, I can't because, like, she's a USF counselor. So, like, she can only counsel USF students. And then I told her, I said, well, could, is there a possibility that I could still, like, receive the counseling services even though I'm not attending? But part of our fees that we pay when we are, like, paying for tuition and stuff like that goes to the counseling center. And so I was like, that makes sense. So you basically can't receive the service if you're not enrolled because you're not paying those t- tuition fees that are going to pay for the counseling service so I was like okay that makes sense and I want her to get paid so (laughs) you know um I was like all right so basically I'm not able to continue um counseling with her but she was giving me some other suggestions of where to receive counseling services and she said that a lot of insurances cover counseling you just have to look it up and look into it so she gave me some tips on research that I could do for it but it was a really good final counseling session I feel like a lot of the problems that I initially came in with either were like we kind of talked about like our initial goals that we had that we set and then we talked about like did we think that we met them, et cetera, et cetera. And so 
the first goal was, you know, I, I'm not going to get too into it, but basically what I learned from that was like developing the first goal was like putting more tools in my toolbox when it comes to like de-stressing techniques. And I feel like I did that. Like, I feel like with learning from like myself and my own body, but then also learning from her, like I learned that yoga and that walking are two very big de-stressing, like decompressing techniques for myself. Um, And then also learning how to just be by myself. And I think, you know, back in the days, a girl would always be like stressed out but then I would just always be doing stuff and I would be moving around too much and I'd be like wanting to do this wanting to do that blah 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 blah. and so just learning how to regulate my own behaviors and my own like um stress levels by not engaging in too many activities and learning how to balance you know what I'm doing has definitely helped too so our first goal was just developing more tools in that toolbox and I feel like I did that and I feel like that's been such a blessing um and I've even used the tools that I've been developing to help my students so that one day when one of my students on my last day of school when one of my students was acting up I actually used like yoga as a way to and I used see that was another thing too verbal processing yoga and um walking that was all like the three things that I learned as tools in my toolbox and I even used that with um that one student because I literally we did yoga together and then we talked about whatever was going on and that verbal processing through you know his emotions and what he was thinking and going through was very helpful for us to get to a solution so I found that like that was very beneficial and that happened as a result of me being in counseling not that I couldn't have gotten there but I think that sometimes counseling when done correctly um, can open you up and make you more aware of things that you might not have thought about before or in ways that you might not have thought about before. And I feel like the thing that I like about counseling is that someone who's literally trained for this, like they, they know this stuff, they have been trained for this. And so through what they have been doing and through their gift and what they what they have been practicing, I feel like God's able to like bless people through it. And so I've been blessed through it and I've appreciated it. And I know that it's, I don't know, it's lended very beneficial results. And then also, just a lot of the stuff that I was stressed about, like, before, like, not knowing, like, where was I going to get a job, and then not knowing, like, was I going to stay in Tampa, or was I going to stay down here, yada, yada, Susan, and so to be able to see that, like, honestly, it just came with time, like, to be able to see with time, I now have, like, those um, initial issues or problems or questions resolved now has been super cool, like, now I know, okay, I am staying in Fort Myers. Like, I know where I'm working now. I know what grade I'm working with. So that's been super helpful to just, like, have all of that resolved. Where initially, it was very uncertain for me. And that uncertainty was causing me to stress out. So, yeah, we just talked about that this morning. And, like, I don't know. We had a good time, like, discussing that. And she just kept mentioning how proud she was of me. And I kept mentioning how grateful I was for her. And it was just the whole whole fun thing um so yeah that's pretty much it on the the final day of counseling although it did get me a little bit upset because it made me be like oh man like this is the last day and like i i can find another counselor but it's like not as convenient as having one through your school because then you have to like actually go and like 
these people up and like do the research on your own, which I can do, I can do, I can do. But the question is, do I want to do it? <laughs> and I think as a first year teacher, I really do want to have like an outlet to some degree because I don't really want to be like in my own head about stuff and I don't really want to be, I don't know, I just, I don't want to be all over the place and have that impact my students. And I feel like having counseling this semester really helped because I had a place to kind of, um, I don't know, discuss and find resolutions to my problems and then not be able to impact my students with my problems, you know? So I feel like that's really good and I wanna continue that. So that's something that I'm looking into for um, the fall. Okay, next thing. So, so with last Friday being my last day, I wanted to list out and I wanted to list out some of the funny moments that I've had. And I've had these in like previous like episodes where I've like talked about and discussed what were funny moments. And it kind of was just like on the spot, like whatever happened that day or whatever. But I wanted to go back through some of the ones that I remember because I just feel like I don't know, they're so funny. And I want to have them all in like one combined place. I can remember the funny things that they say. I remember when somebody was saying that like, you need to write down when your students say funny things because you're gonna forget them. And like, you need to write it down so you can remember and still laugh at it. And so I was like, all right. So I wrote down some that I remember and I'm gonna go through them. So the first one, is uh Fahim almost falling and me trying not to laugh so <laughs> it's not funny it's not funny it's not funny it's not funny that he almost fell but what was funny was his response to almost falling so <laughs> so he's eating lunch with me it's me him and I think Brayden was eating lunch with us and we're walking out to the picnic tables that are outside <laughs> And there's this, like, you know how they have the umbrellas that you can stick inside the table. So there's an umbrella, but the it's laying, like, flat on the ground. And the kind of part where the pole is, where you stick it inside of the hole for it to stand sturdy, um, that part was sticking out a little bit. And so as soon as I was like, hey, watch out for the pole, here he goes. <laughs> here he goes, tripping over the pole. And then he's like he was so like flagrant about it he was like ah! he was like screaming <laughs> as he's about to fall like just it was so random and it was so it caught me off guard first of all but it was so random and it was so like flamboyant that i was just i was humored i was i was like this is amazing and then but it wasn't that it was the fact that I looked across and there's a there is another teacher sitting at uh, another picnic table and just like me she looked like she was about to laugh and I don't know it was the fact that both of us were about to laugh that I genuinely like thought was more funny like it wasn't even that funny but the fact that she was about to laugh and the fact that I was about to laugh made it even more funny <laughs> so and I think she even chuckled a bit because like I said it was like he was just so flamboyant it was just so loud and so hilarious um and so yeah then the next one is when <coughs> when um miss jenkins and um caleb were both talking i forgot who they were talking about they were talking about somebody 
right behind Fahim's head and he was like turning around and looking at them as they were talking and they kept saying like oh turn around turn around and he's like I can't because you're talking and then <laughs> and then they're like well turn around and do your work and stop listening to us and he's like well why did you stand right behind me if you don't want me to listen to you and I just I bust out laughing that was like my first introduction to how funny he was and I bust I like I was so glad I had a mask on because I almost bust out laughing like I feel like that's gonna be the hardest thing for me is not laughing when I'm when I'm not supposed to because things genuinely be funny in my face I can't hide anything and so wearing a mask I feel like was helpful because I could at least like nobody knew that I was laughing under my mask nowadays I'd be chuckling when these kids be acting up and I can't do that because then that's gonna encourage them I gotta get a, a poker face but anywho I was laughing so hard because I was just like he's right though like why would you stand right behind his head and be talking and gossiping and then expect him to be doing his work and you don't you're not even like I don't know so I thought that was funny and then um another funny moment was when he thought that my name was Miss Universe so he was like Miss Miss and I was like you know my name like why are you calling me Miss you know my name and he was like um I don't know what it is I said yes you do I said I've been here for like a couple of months at this point you know what my name is and so then he goes uh is it is it Miss Universe I said <laughs> I literally bust out laughing I said how why did he think that my name was Miss Universe but I I like played into it for a little bit but then they started getting out of control and everybody started calling me that and I said um this is no longer a joke I don't want people to to confuse it so I said nah but it was pretty funny I had a I had a good laugh off of that one um and then the next one was Joey B saying you're welcome for hanging out with you oh my gosh so <laughs> so we sitting outside and I'm like I'm I had like a pretty rough day and so I just was like sitting outside at recess and mind you it's not my it wasn't at the time my full responsibility to like watch after the kids at recess now when it is like when I am supposed to watch after them fully then I do like on Friday when I was teaching all day I really didn't play because I was watching the kids so like I don't but because at the time Miss Jenkins was mostly watching after them I was like okay so I went outside and I'm laying on the ground and I'm like cloud watching and Joey B, <laughs> Joey B comes over and he's laying down with me and he's looking at the clouds and we're talking about what we see and stuff like that and then all of a sudden <laughs> all of a sudden the whistle blows and Miss Jenkins is telling everybody to line up here go Joey B. You're welcome for hanging out with you, Miss Fernandez. He didn't even give me the chance to say thank you. He didn't give me the chance to say that's it. That boy interrupted me talking about him. You're welcome for hanging out with you. I said, <laughs> one thing about him, he noted his presence. It's a pleasure to be in, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> I genuinely thought that was so funny. Like, I don't know. He had me cracking up. That was, I feel like him and Fahim have been two of my like most funniest, like, circumstantial funny uh type of people that have been around I don't know that was hilarious and then another thing was um Gabby said I want a hug in this like deep voice so all of a sudden I was like we were I think we were at recess again and I like turned around and I was like oh do you want a hug or a high five and then Gabby comes around and she 
puts her arms out like she's like flexing her muscles or something and she like I want to hug. It's a really deep voice. And I just thought that was so funny. Hold on. I just thought that was so funny because like she's like this <laughs> she's like this little cute little girl. She be she has really long hair too and she's super adorable. Uh and she still got like little baby cheeks and everything. And for her to turn around and be sounding like a grown man talking about I want to hug. <laughs> It just cracked me up. And it was so random because, like, I don't know. She had a lot of other funny moments. I can't remember some of the other funny moments. But she had a lot of them where it was just, like, I would just, I would get so caught off guard. It would be so funny. And I wouldn't really know what to do. Like, for me, I have very big reactions to things. And so, I mean, the students even, like, take pride in it. Like, I remember one time uh, David made me laugh really, really hard. And... He was like, oh my gosh, I made the teacher laugh. And I was like, hello. I was like, little do you know, like, it's pretty easy to make me laugh just because I, I like to laugh and I like to laugh a lot. And so, anywho, he's like, he was talking about something and I just like bust out laughing. Like, I could not control it. And it was too funny. I can't remember though. I should see, this is the importance of writing things down so then you can remember. And I didn't know that I needed to remember, but at least I have some of the memories documented because I like, I don't know, they crack me up. They crack me up. And so, yeah, that was pretty much all of the funny moments. And then just some like special things or special moments that I wanted to document was um, me speaking Spanish with Malika. She was, honestly, she's the reason why I really like emphasizing learning Spanish just because I want to like make sure that I'm actually able to communicate with my students who speak Spanish and be able to like hold conversations with them and so yeah I don't know and then um with one of my other students Parker he's not wanting to move is he <laughs> oh now he is <laughs> Oh, hello. Oh, you are super excited. Hi. Oh, hi. You're a little jumpy. Hi. Oh, oh. Don't bite my fingers. Don't nip at me. <laughs> What's his name? Mo. Mo. Oh, nice to meet you, Mo. <laughs> Thank you, you too. Um, but yeah, so one of my other students, Parker, like some of like the special moments we had together was the fact that he was always coming to me telling me about his football game. One thing about Parker, he knew he had, he could confide in me. He knew he had a friend in me. He stayed from the uh, football. And he's like, oh, Miss Fernanda, I have a football game. Or like, I'm, when he became the quarterback girl, I was so proud. I was like, oh, that's my baby. Even though that's not my baby, but that's my baby. Um, and so, excuse me. I like your crocs. Awesome. Um, and so, one thing about him, he stayed talking about his football game and football this, football that. And then when the Super Bowl happened, I was just telling me what I was about to say when the Super Bowl came out. Um, <laughs> like the Super Bowl was dropping soon. No, when the Super Bowl happened, he was like telling me all about it and asking me who we're like going for. And so he's just like very into football. And I'm glad that I could like have the little conversations with him. Because he really enjoyed that. Especially when he was talking about his teams and stuff like that. Like, you could tell that's something that he really enjoys. And so, and he was really proud of being quarterback. And I was proud of him. And then the last thing 
was me always complimenting the black girls in my class, especially on their hair, because I know what it's like as a black girl to like, or a black woman, now I'm not a girl anymore, whoa. <laughs> but I know what it's like to like try out a new hairstyle or to just change your hair in some way and to want people to notice it and to like it, but also not to draw too much attention from it, right? Like you want people to be like, wow, your hair is cute. But you don't want them to be like, oh my God, wow, what you do so different with your hair? Like, you don't want all of that attention, but you do want, like, a compliment or two, you know? <laughs> um, and so, like, three max, three max. And so I always made sure to do that for the girls in my class because they did try out different hairstyles or their hairstyles would just change. Not him revving up there. Okay, okay, but they did, like, change up their hairstyles or just things would change. And I wanted them to know that they look beautiful when they change their hair, no matter like what their hair looks like, but they look beautiful. And so that was something that I was glad I was able to do because I also know what it's like. Like literally when I put my braids in, I was like walking up to the schoolhouse expecting like a response and I got no response. And I genuinely felt kind of bad because like one thing about living in a place where it's predominantly like black people is that black people gonna tell you if your hair look nice. Like they don't, if, they, if your hair looks good, they gonna let you know. But then, if it doesn't, they don't say nothing. But <laughs> but if it does, they don't let you know. And the thing with the people that I worked with was that none of them. I can so loud. Dang, ugh. He playing like heavy metal and stuff. Boy, calm down. It's really not that serious. Anybody trying to get that deep in? Okay. Anywho, um, I when I went up to the schoolhouse, like literally. Nobody said anything about my hair, and this was after I had changed it from just being like my natural hair to, or like my hair without braids and then adding in the braids. And so nobody had said anything, and I was like, Oh my god! But then, literally, I'm like walking around my neighborhood one day, and this like black lady comes up to me, she's like, Wow, your hair is so beautiful! Like, who did you get your hair done by? And so, like, that just shows the difference culturally between like, like black people and other people is that. Black people, specifically black women, we like really like focus a lot on our hair, and like our hair is definitely a big part of who we are. Um, and so, to not have someone there to compliment you on that, even if you like are really shy about it or whatever, you're like to not have someone there to compliment you on it is kind of hurtful sometimes. So I always made sure I did that for them because, and I wouldn't do it overpowering. Like it would just be every now and then, just be like, "Your hair looks cute today." I like that style on you. Like, just little stuff like that. Because I feel like that is important and it comes in handy. Um, and so, yeah. Anywho. <coughs> oh, it is way too hot out here. I'm not feeling this. Mucho, oh. mucho calor. Muy caliente. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. So, anywho, y'all, I'm walking around, and it's a lot of people out and about, and I'm feeling kind of awkward as I'm talking because I, I feel like people think I'm on the phone, but I'm not because I'm podcasting. But it feels like I shouldn't be talking this much. <laughs> so I feel like I should be, like, waiting on somebody to, like, give me a response or something. But it's like I'm not on the phone with nobody. So, okay, anywho. Let's move on. Let's move on. Next point. 
Um, I realized that I have an emphasis on quote teaching and emotional regulation. That's what I want to focus on. I also want to focus on using movement to manage your emotions. For example, like doing with yoga with Joey B really made me realize that. And um, just like using some types of movement to help people regulate their, their actions. Because what I realized too, when I was teaching is that a lot of the boys that I had, movement really helped them. And I think that's gonna become a part of my behavior management strategy if I start teaching upper grade levels is you will run laps if you want to act up in my class because one thing about them, I tried to tire them out one day and I actually did. I did a pretty good job of tiring them out. Um, and I feel like they're a little bit more mellow when they're tired out. So definitely, definitely use that to your advantage. Use that, you know, sparingly, but use it to your advantage. Um, and so yeah, I just I really like using that and movement. I feel like it's really good and it helps you release those endorphins and it helps you to just have your body regulated and so sometimes I feel like when your body's regulated your mind's regulated and I think that that's probably one of the most important things to me also um not withholding blessings this is something that I realized from uh Ms. Jenkins because she did this a lot where like she would at some point withhold something and then like then like let go and then like not withhold a bunch of things whereas for me i would want to withhold like a lot of things longer so for example if we were supposed to go do whatever fun thing i would be like oh no we're not doing that whereas jacob would be like we're not doing part of that or something like some thing that's like it was a good enough it was like her saying what you did was not appropriate and it will have you know it will have punishment you will be disciplined for it but i'm not taking away everything that's fine you know what i mean and so i feel like that was just i don't really know how to describe it but it's just like learning how to do it in parts and in segments instead of just withholding all these fun things is like because it makes you miserable and it makes them miserable when you withhold those fun things or those fun moments or those you know special treats and stuff like that like, I, on Friday, didn't want to give them a snacky science, which is basically just eating snacks while doing science. I didn't want to give them a snacky science because I felt like they were acting up. But then I was just like, well, why not? Like, it's my last day. Who cares? Like, really? Who cares? Really? Who cares? And we already discussed about, like, how I know that them acting out wasn't just them acting out for the sake of acting out. Like, you know what I mean? So I just had to realize, like, don't withhold your blessings because it makes them miserable and it makes you miserable and it's not fun for anyone. So definitely like discipline them and manage behavior by showing them like, hey, this was not appropriate and here's the exact consequence. But don't have so many consequences that it stifles out the fun. Um, I also realized that you have to find what works each day because each student is different and each day is different. So you might have something that works one day and then it doesn't work the next day and so you have to have a toolbox of things that you can use and a toolbox of strategies to draw from and if you don't like looking at other people who have those toolboxes communicating collaborating with those people so that you can learn what to do because genuinely you are always having to adapt and that's something that I feel like Miss Jenkins gracefully did she was always adapting and I love that um I also realized that I want to put the schedule on the board because it helps the students to keep track and they stop asking me so many questions. Like literally on Friday, I wrote the schedule on the board because it was a different schedule than we normally have. And Ms. Jenkins doesn't typically write the schedules on the board, but I wrote the schedule on the board and we went over it a little bit at the beginning of the day. 
And I kid you not, nobody asked me nothing throughout the day. And normally they're like, oh, Mr. Nader, what's next? What are we doing after science? What are we doing after? And like, I get it because I'm the same way. Like as adults, we all want to know what's happening next. We want to know like, what am I doing next? And so if I can share with them, like, this is the schedule of what's happening, especially at fourth grade, like you can put the time, specific times on there. This is at this time we're doing this, at this time we're doing that. And I literally remember like Joey M was like, we were in the middle of, I think, ELA. And then he looks over at the board. And he's like, what's after this? Okay. And he was like asking himself, like, what's after this? Okay. We've got recess after this. So, and it's like, he was preparing himself accordingly. And I was like, oh, like, that's a really neat strategy that I think I want to use is putting the schedule on the board. And then that way, if they ask me what's next, I can be like, look at the board. Don't ask me, look at the board. Like, and I love doing that because especially even with directions too, like Ms. Jenkins always has the directions on the board. And I'm always like, hey, look at the board. It'll tell you exactly what you need to do. I don't have the energy to sit here and repeat multiple times what you need to do. You need to be uh, self-initiating this and you need to look at the board and figure out what you need to do. And so I like that like concept of putting the schedule on the board. Um, and it helps me to keep track too. Because literally, I'd be forgetting everything. I really do, especially since I'm new to it. It doesn't come naturally yet. And so I have to have that schedule on the board so I can remember, this is what we need to do at this time. And it helps me to keep track of time so I'm not getting uh, lost on time. Another thing I realized was that you always have to tell them that you love them. I recognize that, like, my love for my students is really deep. But, like, I always have to tell them I love them. Because a lot of them don't hear it and a lot of them don't believe it. And I feel like it just helps so much more when you let them know that you actually do love them and that you actually do care for them and not just saying it but like also acting like it too through like cards or through words of affirmation or through hugs or just however students can receive that definitely showing that to them and something else I realized too is that each student has different love languages that they um, give and that they receive and so I realized that like not everybody likes hugs and so I have to be giving to my other students in their love language like for example i think like one of my students main love language jacob is acts of service like he's not really a words of affirmation person he gets kind of awkward when people constantly compliment him and he also doesn't like hugs or like touching at all like he doesn't like that so that's not for him but i feel like every time i do something for him he's actually very grateful and so yeah and just i don't know and so I feel like every student has their own love language and they have their own way that they like to receive love and that they like to give love. Like even on the last day, some students were coming up to me, giving me words of affirmation, talking about, Miss Fernandez, you're my favorite teacher. You're my second favorite teacher, blah, 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 blah. And so that was like their little words of affirmation, the way that they show love. And then some students show love through acts of service. They were like giving me stuff, making me stuff. And then some students show love through, you know, like, physical touch and so they were giving me hugs and McKenna coming over to me three and five and six times talk about some I need another hug I need another hug and she holding on holding up the line I'm like girl I got other people to get to <laughs> but no I appreciate it and I, I genuinely love it and so yeah and then um so just recognizing that everybody like students are just many adults they really are kids are just many adults and the same things that we face and the same struggles and concerns and emotions that we have that's the same thing that they have and we have to be graceful and loving and especially when we make mistakes owning up to those mistakes like me with Joey B I really was hard on him that day and I just I had to own up to that mistake and be like hey yo listen you recognize that I'm not a robot and so that's I, I apologize like for for my actions and stuff like that and we have moments where we just blow a fuse and where 
we are not, you know, graceful or patient. And that's the same thing with the kids. They, they are similarly at times not graceful, not patient. They have moments where they break and we do too. Um, another thing that I said or wrote down as these are just like tips that I was realizing over these next couple of weeks as I was like processing through everything is that um, when you find yourself micromanaging a lot or nagging a lot, start asking questions instead of giving commands. Like I found myself micromanaging Joey B so much that day, but I didn't even realize that like that wasn't his typical behavior. And I didn't realize that until Caleb came in and was like, yo, Joey B is acting like not himself today. So I'm going to have him eat lunch in my room and he can take a nap in there because he said he's kind of tired today. I was like, oh, like, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think to ask a question. I didn't even think to be like, hey, did you get enough sleep last night? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I even saw this post on Pinterest the other day and it said, boo, boo, let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. It said, instead of asking, how are you? You can ask questions like this. How have you been sleeping? Or how was your sleep last night? Um, what are you, what are your top three feelings today? What thoughts have been circling your brain or how can I support you? And, oh, sorry, my ear pie had died a little bit and I, I got a little scared. I thought it, <laughs> thought it had stopped. But yeah, and so just asking those questions instead of constantly giving out commands and micromanaging, I feel like it's so much better. And then I also wrote down, don't forget to focus on the students who often get overlooked. Like, of course, there's going to be students who have behavior problems who are going to loudly seek your attention, but every student needs your attention. And so I feel like some of the ways that I've mitigated me overlooking students is by, number one, making an intention. Like, typically, I would have, like, two students a day that I would make an intention to focus on. And I'd be like, Lord, lead me to those two students that you need me to focus on today. Um, and I would focus on them, like, at recess or at lunch. Also, having lunch with the students where it's just me and, like, one, two of them, that has been so helpful because it helps me to see each individual kid. And I'm definitely going to do that at the beginning of the year, number one, because I want, like, I learned so much about my students that I didn't even know, and it's the end of the year. Like, I've been with these kids all year, and I didn't know these things about them. And some of the things that I learned about them would have been helpful to know, and it would have helped me improve my teaching to them. And so I was like, I didn't even, like, take into consideration some of these things that they have brought up. And so I realized I have to start at the beginning of the year doing the lunches, and then I also have to start um, – I also want to do it in the mid-year as like a checkpoint and then the end of year as like a way to let them know how much they've grown and to show them like yeah you know what I mean so then um but I feel like focusing on those kids who often get overlooked like it's so difficult sometimes when you have students who loudly demand your behavior or demand your attention but every student needs your attention and every student deserves to have you know that focus and that value on them um and then my other point was to do to build up awareness of behavior through doing like a class point checklist. And that way the students are able to understand like this is we are doing better in this subject or we're not doing better in this subject, et cetera, et cetera. And so those are some of the tips that I wrote down. Um, and then now we're going to kind of go off script because I have a couple of things to talk about. So the first thing that I have to talk about is the job or I mean the career fair that was on Saturday. That was like really, really interesting. And so I have a couple of points to make on that. And then the other um, thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, oh, okay. So I wanted to talk about the career fair. I wanted to talk about Jovan. And then I wanted to talk about my friend Kel. 
So, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So let me go ahead and talk about Jovan and Kel because I remember all of the stuff that happened in the career fair. So I don't want to, I don't have to go over that yet. I can like go over that later, but I want to talk about Kel and Jovan real quick. So, first and foremost, Kel. Kel and I have been like talking for like the past like month. Like we've been just conversating back and forth through text, and it all was initiated by me asking him if he wanted to hang out. And then it kind of didn't work out well because like he's got a girlfriend and stuff like that. And so I was kind of like initiating like a one to one kind of <laughs> hangout. And he was more so like, yeah, like I'd be totally fine hanging out, but it would have to be in a group setting. And so we, I know that I, th- I think I did a podcast on this, but basically it's just like, he was just very like honest about it and very open and transparent and very kind too. Like him and I still are our friends and we still talk and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, but it's like, dang, dang, <laughs> because he seems like such a good guy. And it's like, I mean, okay, listen, listen, listen. I know that there's plenty of people fish in the sea, whatever, whatever. But it's like, you got to be joking me. Like, I want to be a good friend to him because I don't want to compromise anything that he's got going on with his girlfriend. Um, I also don't want to put myself in that position either because that's not good for my my mental health. So I don't want to like him because I already know that he's unavailable. Like, why would you like somebody who's unavailable, right? That doesn't make sense. Um, And why would you put yourself in that position to be a lust bucket when you don't have to right so I was like okay but I still want to be his friend because I still feel like he's just a cool person to talk to in general but every time I'm talking with him I started learning stuff that I like about him and I'm like oh my god and it's like I know that I like these things because it's just cool qualities like it doesn't mean that I actually like want to like him it just means that I like the qualities but it's like dang god could you bring me somebody like that like (laughs) trying to get like you my boy like genuinely uh I feel like sometimes I'll be seeing something I'm like okay so literally yesterday him and I would I told him about how I you know just recently went to the career fair and got a job and da 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 and he was like oh cool what grade are you teaching and then we started talking about it and then all of a sudden I find out that he volunteered with kids and he'd be volunteering with them for sports and for um like the homeschool co-op that he's a part of and da 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 and so then Next thing you know, he was. I asked him what were some of his favorite things that he did with them, and he said that one of his favorite things that he did with them was writing plays and like practicing the plays with them. I said, "Wait, wait, wait, wait!" <laughs> I said, "You found me at writing," um, <laughs> but like, I'm like, dude, this dude is like so like I don't know. He just seems so cool, and he's so nice and kind, and I be. Mean, but he's obviously very open with his intentions. Like he sees me as a friend, and that's it. Like he even told me like he's trying to um married a girl that he's with his girlfriend and I'm like that's so cute for them I really do love that for them but I uh, don't love that for me <laughs> I don't love that for me but he's a really dope guy so you know I hope to still be his friend and hope to still you know develop a, a good like friendship relationship with him because I feel like I definitely want more guy friends that are in a good relationship with God and that know their boundaries because I don't really have a lot of guy friends like I have a lot of guy friends but most of them are kind of just like on the fence or like not really Christian and stuff like that. So I would like to have more friends in that category. Then I was talking with Jovan today and, you know, him and I are just talking and da 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 da. Like I had asked if he wanted to call or something. And then this dude gonna go, yeah, um, and I'll, you know, I'll call you later on this week or something. 
I'm sitting over here like, please don't get my hopes up. Because <laughs> he's leaving in a month. Like, at the end of this month, he's leaving. He's headed to Orlando. And I knew, I told myself, I said, when I moved back, because I've liked, like, not liked him, liked him, but I've had, like, a little thing for him, like, a little inclination toward liking him since, like, I moved to USF. So, literally my freshman year I remember thinking like oh I kind of want to like him but I feel like we've never really had the opportunity to be completely aligned and I also don't want to start something I can't keep up and I also don't want to ruin our friendship that we already have going on because I I've already learned from that type of experience I've already done that before been there done that don't need to do that again like I'm good and so I really want to stay his friend and be like you know what I mean like Close to him in that way. Not my best friend calling her. I can't pick up the phone. I hope my podcast still going. I don't know, y'all. I'm going to just keep talking. Because I hope it does. Oh, it is. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to her later. So, anywho. Um, so, yeah. So, I feel like he... Like, he... I think he and I would get along very well. And I think we would be very compatible for another... From what I... My speculations. From my speculations. Now, I don't know a lot, right? Because... I don't know what he's got going on in his life. And, you know, God has a plan for everything and everyone. So I don't want to say, oh, we'd be perfect for one another. But from what I've seen, we would be fairly compatible. Like, we both have gone to the same school for middle school and for high school. So we have a lot of memories that we share. Um, We also are both, like, very talkative and we enjoy conversating. And he doesn't mind talking on the phone. So, like, that's something that I like because I know some people don't like to talk on the phone. I do. I do. My best friend and I, all we do is talk on the phone. We don't even hang out. We barely even hang out in person. We talk on the phone all the time. So it's like that I like. And then also we're just in very similar like seasons. Like we're both now graduating and we um, are getting jobs and da 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 da. The only thing is that he's moving to Orlando now. And so it's like, dang, bro, why you gotta move away? Um, And so yeah I'm just like because like this was my plan my plan was and I told myself this when I started thinking about possibly moving back home I told myself I said when I move back home if Jovan is still here and he's available like if he has a girlfriend or if he has somebody he's interested in that's totally fine like I won't push it but if he's available and I happen to be available I will initiate and I will be like hey do you want to hang out I'm interested in you. I'd like to get to know more about you. Would you like to possibly hang out? Because even my mom, like, knows about him. And she'd be asking me all the time, like, oh, like, do you like him? How's he doing? Da, 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 da. And so, I don't know. I just, I think it would be cool. But, of course, he has to go and move. But I get it, because he's making moves for himself. And I'm totally, like, that is a sign of somebody who's doing what they need to do. And I'm proud that he got a job and that he's, making good decisions for for himself and for what he needs to do and i appreciate that i think that's really good and i think that's a sign of somebody who is maturing responsibly so you know i hope the best for him um and i hope that we could still you know continue being friends and calling and talking and stuff i would love to continue that i think i don't push a lot of stuff because i just I know I've been down that road where I've pushed stuff before, and so I, I don't push stuff anymore. I'm kind of just like, it'll come if it comes. But also, when I hear things like, oh, I'll call you later on this weekend, 
I be getting excited because I'm like, oh my god, yay! And then it's like it don't really be ended up like nothing. Like that was definitely how Keen was too. Like last, I think it was over the summer or something. I had called him and checked up on him, and then he was like, I need to do better about checking up. No, this was like a year or two or, or a year or two ago. He was like. I need to do better about calling and checking up on you. Like you always are checking up on me. I need to do better about that. And when he said that, I got so excited. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's gonna do better. Da 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 da. And he has. He really has. Like, it's great, but it's not at the level that I would like for an intimate relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it's definitely obvious that him and I are friends. It's definitely obvious for me and Jovan that him and I are friends. Like, it's not potentially anything more than a platonic relationship and I feel like they both made that clear or at least that's my speculation is because they neither of them have initiated um I haven't initiated and so I'm just really hoping though because like I know I'm busy and I know I've got a lot going on but I really would just like to see what it's like to have someone who we're both mutually interested in a romantic way but also at the same time I'm not gonna force it and I'm not gonna run after it and I'm not gonna chase it because what God has for me is for me, and that's it on that. And then also, I have to get myself together because I don't want to be a lust bucket, and I don't want to be full of lust and nowhere to put it. Like, I, you know what I mean? I just no, that's not that's not how that's gonna operate. So I definitely know I'm not fully ready for a deeply intimate relationship like that. So, anywho, that's it on that. But it did make me be like, dang. Every everybody in a mama want to be gone or want to have something that's preoccupying them. Like, no, come on, please, please, one. Can I just have one, one person, please? Um, yeah, that's it on that. Then let me tell y'all about the job fair. So the job fair, oh, love it. This is definitely going down in history as a God moment. Like, period. That's it. That's it. You can't say it's nothing else but God. Every person I've told this story to. You, every time I repeat it, can't say you can't say it's nobody else than God, like genuinely. Um, so the first thing that happened was I was pretty nervous. I had gotten all my stuff together, my little teaching portfolio. I had got my resumes, my cover letters together. I had gotten all my little suit and stuff like that. And on Friday was my last day of the internship. But right after the internship, I had driven home, and because I knew that I had to be here in Fort Myers for nine. I think it was 9.30 was when the job fair started. So I drove all the way, um, like, the two hours right after right after work. And I came down here and stuff like that. Everything went fine. And then I went to the job fair that morning. So I pull up. It was packed. Like, there was a lot of cars there. And I don't think everyone was there for the job fair. I think some people were there for other things because it was the, like, lee county school district like buildings or like that one off colonial that's like really big and it's got a whole bunch of different stuff so there was like testing going on so i think everybody was there for different reason reasons but there were a lot of cars out so i was like okay this job here is pretty packed and i was so glad that i went there early because i was able to like get in kind of get adjusted really quickly and then like figure out where i'm going next so i go in i get signed in everything like that i'm sitting there waiting quietly and then I went over to, so they like did a little introduction and then they were like, basically like, hey, you're going to go to the different booths and you're going to see which schools you're interested in and have conversations with the principal, with the AP assistant principal and with like the administration. So I found where I was supposed to go because they had a little map that they gave us, found where I was supposed to go, went straight to Treeline. Like Treeline was the first school that I went to because that was a school that's like literally right next to my house. Like it's 
so close and I was like that would be great because I wouldn't have to drive super far and it just had a lot of benefits it seemed like a cool school my brother's been to that school that's where he you know went to school and stuff like that so I was like cool I'm gonna go to that school first I pull up I'm interviewing with the lady interviews going well I of course didn't really practice anything but I feel like everything I've been doing has been leading up to this moment so I feel like innately everything I've been doing was practice so I didn't really practice like interview questions and da 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 like I just I reflect on my experiences frequently like that's literally what I'm doing right now so I reflect on my experiences frequently and so I'm able to speak from a lot of my experiences because I reflect on them so much and then also like I had already been on an interview with um New River the school that I'm interning at and so or interned at that's past tense because I'm done um, so I'd already had an interview with them so I felt fairly prepared and I also felt like if there was something that I didn't really know the answer to I had my portfolio right there that I could whip out and that portfolio shocks people real quick so it's like I was ready I was ready I felt prepared so then I'm interviewing with the lady she's asking these questions I'm answering you know all that stuff like that we having a pretty good conversation then we have to wait a little bit for her to go talk to the to the principal because that was the assistant principal that I was talking to so she was waiting to go talk to the principal so that the principal could kind of hire me on the spot like that that was the goal was that the these schools would be able to like conversate with you have this internship hire you on the spot you know what I mean y'all why from Lethe? okay and so the goal was like to be able to hire you on the spot like that was the intention what they really wanted to focus on so she we're waiting a little bit and then we get the principal and the principal basically like asks me a couple more questions da 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 then she offers me a kindergarten position at Treeline I was like yeah I'm told I was like I think that's great they filled out the paper and then I asked I said could I possibly um go look for other you know opportunities just see what my other options are by chance and then come back to you all and they said yeah and so for some reason like colonial elementary kept being pressed on my heart like I went to bed the previous night and as I was praying because my prayer for this entire job fair was Lord I want you to lead me to the school where you want me to teach that one specific student like you know how I was at New River and then I was in I was supposed to be in a kindergarten classroom and then I got switched to fourth grade I feel like I got switched to fourth grade because there was somebody he wanted me to teach in fourth grade and here was somebody he wanted me to impact in fourth grade that I couldn't have done in kindergarten so I was praying that same prayer like wherever you want me to go whoever that specific child is that you want me to teach and that you want me to influence in their life like lead me to that school lead me to that grade level and so as I was praying that this like colonial elementary kept popping up in my mind popping up in my mind so I was like okay but I and, and listen when I feel the Holy Spirit pressing upon my heart I start acting because it's like I genuinely feel it's not like a oh well maybe it's this maybe it's that like I when I feel pressed on my heart something like I go do it because I I know it's the Holy Spirit speaking to me and so that's the same thing like when that when I was at the park and the Holy Spirit told me to go talk to that one lady and I'm walking over and I kept going back and forth back and forth walking because I was like I don't know if he actually does and then I just felt it so much I couldn't deny it I couldn't walk away like I genuinely could not walk away that's how I felt I could not think about like not going to colonials booth like it was so pressed on my heart that I needed to go to colonials booth so and, and mind you 
prior to this, I had done my research. So I had looked up the schools, looked up their locations, looked up where they were in relevance to where I live. I looked up their school, uh, like if they were a Title I school or not. I looked up their school grade. Like I did a little bit of research prior to. So I knew of Colonial Elementary a little bit. So I left Treeline's booth, went to Colonial's booth, and the top two schools that I was looking at was Treeline and Gateway. Like those were my two contenders until the night before when I had thought of Colonial or when the Holy Spirit had pressed, pressed on me, Colonial Elementary. And I was like, okay, well, I guess Colonial Elementary is the next contender. So right after Treeline, right after getting that offer for kindergarten position, I walk over to Colonial Elementary because I felt like that's where I need to go next. So I went over to Colonial Elementary, had a conversation with the people. And my first initial thoughts when I kept seeing Colonial Elementary coming to mind was that that was going to be the school God wanted me to work at. And so I was like, okay. And so as I'm talking with the lady, we're having a conversation and it's, you know, the school is very similar to the school that I work at now. Lots of behavior problems, Title I school, da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't mind working in a Title I school and I don't mind working in a school that has a lot of behavior problems. But as I'm becoming a new teacher, I don't want to burn myself out super quickly. And so I don't want my main focus to be behavior when I haven't even learned how to actually teach yet. Like, I don't know how to teach on my own yet. I know what it looks like to some degree because I've been in my internship, but I don't actually know like fully yet. So I was like, I want my focus to be on my actual teaching and not just on behaviors yet, because there will come a time where I will be able to teach at a school like that, where it is mainly, you know, behavior problems. And I will be able to manage that, but I'm not at that level yet. Like I'm already tired and I wasn't even managing the behaviors fully in Ms. Jenkins class. And so I was already exhausted and completely fed up with the behaviors I was facing there. So it's like, I really did want to have kind of a a time of learning, but also a time of a break too, because I've been dealing so much with these fourth grade behaviors that I'm like, all right, whatever grade I get, I want it to not have that many behavior problems. And the interesting thing about kindergarten, this is a little bit of a tangent, but the funny thing about kindergarten is that you still have the same behavior problems because you're still dealing with people. You're still dealing with kids. Um, and so, you know, kindergarten has the same exact problems as fourth grade. It's just, it looks different. Like we had one, I was in, I was observing one of the kindergarten classrooms and literally like the teacher was telling one of the kids to turn his chair to face the board. He wasn't wanting to do that. He didn't want to do what she asked him to do. But the difference with kindergarten and with fourth grade is when you ask the fourth graders to do something or you tell them to do something and they don't want to do it, there's not much you can do to actually make them do it. Whereas kindergarten, like when she told him to turn his chair and he did it and she told him again and he did it, she just picked him up and turned his chair for him. Like that's the difference with kindergarten. They're so young and they're so small. You can kind of just like, <laughs> like deal with it right then and there. Whereas fourth grade is a little bit different. So anywho, so I went to Colonial talking with them. All they had was fourth and fifth grade positions open. And on top of that, her already mentioning that they have a lot of behavior problems was not selling it for me because I was like, I already know what it's like to be in a fourth grade classroom with a lot of behavior problems. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I need a break. And so uh, she's telling me about all of this stuff like that. Then we go and we talk to, and the lady who was interviewing me was really nice. So we go and we talk to the assistant principal. Mind you, the actual principal is not there because his son apparently was graduating. So the assistant principal's there. She is just all over the place. I'm looking at their booth. 
she's got papers all over the place. She's shoving stuff in my hands. Like she was telling me to look at the yearbook that they have put out. She's shoving it in my hands, like not even asking me that I want to look at it. She's just like putting it in my hands as if I had already said yes. And then she's kind of just like moving around, asking me all these questions, taking all these notes, like taking up a bunch of time. And she's just like all over, I mean. And then when I told her that I haven't gotten my certification yet, that I'm waiting on graduation till I get my official transcripts that reflect the credits that I've earned, you know, then I can apply for my certification, et cetera, et cetera. She's like, no, 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 you can't do any, like, I'm going to put you down for this. I'm going to put you down for this. I'm going to put you down for fourth grade with us. And I'm going to say that this is a district, blah, 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 blah. That just means that we are um, putting you in the pool of districts and that we are interested in you, but we can't actually offer you the position yet because you, um, because something, 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 we can't actually offer you, girl, that was a big bug that was just on my leg and that's kind of scary. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so she's like, we can't actually offer you the position yet because you don't have your certification and you have to go to HR and let them know this. I'm writing all of this down for you so that they can see and exactly what you're telling me. You need to go tell them. And we can't actually give you the position yet anyway because we don't have our positions open. Applications for us don't open until later on this week. So I'm sitting over here like, you want me to do all of this and you don't even have the applications open yet? I'm okay. I'm good. Like, I'm not going to sit here and walk to HR and go do all of this stuff like that when you don't even have the positions open yet. And so it just felt like she was very just like forceful and very like, I'm not actually listening to you and I'm not actually considering you. I'm just telling you what you need to do for me. And so then she had one of the, she had the lady who interviewed me, walked me down, well, she had the lady who interviewed me, walked me down to find HR. So the lady gets lost and we're just walking. And then I just looked at the lady and I was just like, thank you so much for interviewing me. I really appreciate it, but I'm just going to go check another booth. And um, I like, I feel like that was such a very big girl decision, first of all, because I'm not going to just be pushed around and told what to do. Like, I don't want to do this. And after communicating with you and not really feeling heard, I definitely don't want to work here. So I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm chilling. So basically... I, um, and the lady who interviewed me as we were walking, she was like, yeah, um, our assistant principal is very thorough. The way she said it, she looked like she wasn't really actually vibing with the assistant principal. I said, that's not really an environment I want to be in. So I was like, whatever, whatever. So then I go over back to tree line. So this is like about like, I guess, 20 minutes of time. So like first 20 minutes, 20 or 25 minutes was spent with tree line. Then I spent another 20 or 25 minutes with uh, Colonial. So I go back to tree line, right? I walk over. I'm like, hey, I am, you know, ready to accept the offer for kindergarten. I pull up. They say, oh, we actually can't offer you the position because we already offered it to somebody else. Um, we weren't sure if you were going to come back. And so we offered it to someone else who was ready to accept. I was like, in my mind, I was like, or I said out loud, I was like, honestly, like, that's totally fine. I get it. That's your job. Like, you're trying to get people placed in. You're trying to fulfill those positions. So I totally understand. But in my heart, I was so disappointed. Like, I literally got so upset because I was like, man, I had an offer and then now I lost it. Like, I had that offer for a secure job and then now I'm, I, you know, whatever, whatever. So then, but I already knew, like, too, at the time, 
I knew that I wasn't going to just accept the first offer I had. And Treeline was the first offer that I had. But I told myself that I wanted to explore my options before I just accepted any old offer. Like I wanted to make sure that I knew I was making the best decision. So I'm walking away. I'm pretty sad. I'm pretty downcast. Then I walk past Gateway's table and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot I wanted to apply to Gateway too. So I pull up at Gateway Elementary's table and one of the ladies takes me and interviews me. Oh my gosh, her name is Krista. I love her. She was a fifth grade teacher or is a fifth grade teacher at Gateway. And she just had the kindest spirit. And she rem- she gave me very much like mentor vibes. Like she gave me somebody that I feel like I could look to for advice and actually like receive solid, solid advice and teaching on. And she was just so like kind and like funny and like, she reminded me a lot of Miss um, Jenkins too, like gave me that same kind of spirit. And she, we just had a, we had in our interview, it was actually a good conversation. Like it wasn't like, oh, she's just asking me questions and then she's telling me this is what I got. Like it genuinely felt like she saw me as a colleague, as a peer, and she, she and I were both conversating. It was a very, very good conversation. Very, very thorough as well. And every time I answered a question, she would go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you're just so eloquent. Like you just speak so well. And that's exactly what kindergarten needs. Like kindergarten needs that, like, you know, just really eloquent. And then she even told me, she was like telling me like bits and pieces of the reality too. She was like, yeah, well, you know, one of the things that, you know, kindergarten has a lot is, is centers. So it's not going to be a lot of whole group instruction for you in kindergarten. It's mostly going to be small groups for every subject. And I haven't seen that because in the in the class that I observed, they didn't do centers like that. So it was really interesting to me to see that like that's what they're doing is, is centers and, and stuff like that. And so I um yeah, I was just like really interested to hear actual details about the actual position I'd be filling. And she was giving that to me, even though she was a fifth grade teacher, she has a lot of friends who are in the kindergarten um, you know, group. And so she was telling me about and I was like that was so helpful for me because it made me feel like okay I at least know what I'm going to be working with if I get this job so she and I are talking and then she starts asking me like where did I go to high school because I told her that I was from Fort Myers she asked me where did I go to high school and I told her where I went and then she was telling me that she was interested in putting her daughter there too and she asked me you know about like how did it feel and et cetera et cetera and so we just had a really good conversation and I gave her some tips on what I did and what my sister's doing for dual enrollment and um, it was just really dope, like a really, really, really good conversation. And she was so affirming, like she just felt, I felt like she was uplifting me and giving me just such positive energy. She like, every time I was speaking, oh wow, you're just so eloquent. You're so, you're so sweet. You're so kind. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is great. And then um, after that, we're walking and then I forgot something, but she said something about my name. And then she was like, oh yeah, your name means grace and da 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 da. Hannah is a biblical name. And I'm like, ah! not her saying my name is a biblical name she know a thing or two she know a thing or two uh (laughs) it was just really dope and like it made me feel good like I felt like I was very heard and I felt like I was valued when I was in that interview when I was talking to the assistant principal at Colonial I did not feel like I was valued because I felt like she was definitely cutting in over me and the way that my dad describes his boss Lisa is exactly how I felt like that lady was like the way that he describes that she's kind of all over the place and she kind of just pushes what she wants like that's how I felt that was the vibes I was getting from that assistant principal and then when I was talking with the tree line people like they were so ready to assign me up for a job but they didn't really give me many details about the actual uh job and it didn't really feel like a really solid conversation but when I was with Gateway bro it felt like a solid conversation like it felt like we were actually like 
I felt like I was in like a professional development session. Like I really did. So then after we're done, we're walking down and she's taking me back to the booth where we were at. And she was like, okay, basically the assistant principal and then the um, principal were both talking. And so she kind of told me a little bit. She's like, that's the other fifth grade teacher. That's the assistant principal. And then that's the principal. She kind of pointed them out for me. And then she was like, they look like they're in the middle of a conversation right now. And I don't want to interrupt. Uh, which first of all shows that she's very has very much respect for you know her her principal and stuff like that um for the administration she has a lot of respect for them so I thought that was neat but also she's like okay um she was like so we'll just we'll call you back you know stick around stay around we're gonna call you back um where's your phone number and so I was gonna write down my phone number for her but I also told her that it was on my cover letter and my resume which I was grateful to have both of those because I kid you not, had I not had both of those, I would have looked a hot mess. So, anywho, I told her it was on both of those things, and so then she was, she said that they were going to call me. So, you know, I turned my phone off of Do Not Disturb, and I started walking away. I wasn't leaving the building. I was just going to go find the bathroom. As I'm walking, not even a minute after I start walking away from the booth to go find the bathroom, and then I was going to find a place to sit down and just wait, not even one minute after here comes Krista, the lady who interviewed me, running behind me, like not even walking. Not She was literally jogging to catch up with me. She was like, wait, wait, wait. And so then she calls me back and we're at the booth again. And then I start talking with the assistant principal. But little did I know that this was the assistant principal. I thought this was the other lady that she was saying was the other fifth grade teacher. So I thought that's who I was talking to. So I'm talking to the principal as, as, as if she's a colleague. I mean, I, I don't know. So I'm talking to her and I'm sharing all this. And she's asking me questions. And she was like asking me questions that I had already answered, but like, also adding a different spin to it too for some of the questions and so we were just having a conversation next thing you know she's sharing with me something that she implements in her classroom or implemented I should say because I didn't know she was the principal so the way she was talking I thought she was still in the classroom like I thought she was still the teacher to this day to this day I thought she was still in the classroom because she was telling me this one behavior strategy based off of what I was telling her about what I use for my behavior strategies she was um, telling me a strategy that she uses called pluses and deltas. So you basically like talk about your day and like at the end of the day, like the last five minutes of the day, you have the students sit on the desk and you talk to them about like, what did we do good today? And then what are like two subjects that we want to improve in tomorrow? And then you stick those subjects in the delta sign. And then the next day in the morning, you remind the students like, hey, these are the two things that we discussed we wanted to improve on. Let's see ourselves improving. So if that's like, are improving our behavior at lunch and improving our behavior at, you know, during math. Like those would be things that you would write down in that Delta category. And so I just thought that that was really cool. And I was like, literally like, I thought it was such a good idea because I feel like the behavior management strategy that I have right now really helps us to be aware of when we're doing good and when we're not doing good. But I wanted to take it that step further of like, not just being aware, but also like, what are we doing about it? We're not just sitting here saying, oh, we didn't do that good in music today. Okay, but what are we going to do different tomorrow for our specials? Are we going to, you know what I mean? And so I, I really liked that strategy. And so I was like, before I forget this, let me write this down. So I'm looking for um, a piece of paper. I'm looking for a pen up in my purse. So then 
um, the principal, Miss Gibson, comes over and she's like handing me a pen. She's like, here you go, here you go. I'm like, thank you so much. And she's like, I'm just observing. I'm just listening. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to listen. That's what I do as a principal. I just listen. And something about her saying that, I just really like that because I feel like anybody can say anything they want to the principal to try to make themselves sound like a good candidate. But when you're a principal, you're actually able to listen and see how they are responding to other people. And I think that is so much better of a representation of who that person is than if you were just talking to them in a conversation, right? Because when you're talking to someone in a conversation and you're interviewing them, you have to focus on the questions you're asking and keeping up the conversation. Whereas if you're just listening, you're able to watch body motions. You're able to look at what they have in their hands. You're able to look at what they're wearing and how they carry themselves as opposed to just what they're saying, right? So I thought that was a really interesting approach and I thought that that was cool that she did that. And so I'm talking with Ms. Torres and then we're just having a, she asks me another question and I like, this is really the grace of God. I feel like having those two um, other booths that I went to and interviewed Ed, I feel like having those two was for me to have practice, for me to have extra practice on like in, at answering those questions because they were all asking the same question. So by the time I got to the third booth, I was like, my question like my answers were spot on like I was as soon as they asked the question I was ready I was rolling out I was like responding and that's why that lady kept saying that I was so eloquent it wasn't just because I'm I mean I do have I feel like God has given me a natural gift of speaking and like being very eloquent in my speech but also it was because I had that practice two times already I had already answered that question all of those questions twice and so I was ready and I was prepared to answer it that third time and so yeah, so then we're just like talking and stuff like that. And as soon as she asked the question, because mind you, Miss Gibson is standing there after she handed me my pen, she kind of just stood there. So, um, so the Miss Torres answered asks the question, and then I just roll out. Like I start talking. I'm talking about formative assessments. I'm talking about what she literally, Miss Gibson, the principal, interrupts me mid sentence and goes, "I don't need to hear anymore." you're hired. Would you like to work at Gateway? Do you want to work in a kindergarten position? I said, yes, ma'am. And then she stuck her hand out and she said, welcome to Gateway. And I said, thank you. And I was like, she was like, Miss Torres is going to get you covered. Like, uh, she'll take you down to HR, help you get applied, everything. Y'all, y'all, listen, when I tell you, when I tell you the grace of God was on me that day, the favor of the Lord was resting upon me. I felt such peace with that decision. I felt like, I was just honestly so shocked that she was so ready to, like, and she literally said after that, she was like, you, the way that you speak, you speak with such, um, she said something, but she was basically commending the way that I speak and the way that I carry myself, because she said she hadn't seen a lot of other applicants doing that, and Miss Torres was like, yeah, I agree, and so, basically she offered me the kindergarten position i took it and i said yes and then miss torres walks me down and then that's when i found out that miss torres was the assistant principal because we were talking about so i was like okay well how long have you been teaching she said well i'm actually the assistant principal i said whoa because <laughs> the way she was talking i didn't know she was the assistant principal i thought she was a teacher and so um she was like telling me about all of that and stuff like that and then she walked me down to hr i get all applied and everything and that was the end of the story. And then they told me, like, I needed to email them and let them know that, you know, some other details about, you know, me getting my certification and everything. And so that was pretty much it. And then it was a good, good time. Good vibe. Hello. Hi. I like your shirt. What's what? My headphones? These are my headphones. 
Um, bye. Have a good day. But yeah, so, okay, so then I was, where was I? Oh, yeah. So I applied for everything and all that stuff like that. And then um, I emailed them to let them know some of those other kind of final details um, before I could, you know, continue and actually fully be um, registered. So then after, well, it was when I was in the, like, room, um, and I was sitting at the computer, and I was, like, doing my application and stuff like that. There's this guy next to me. He's, like, he was quite handsome, like, quite attractive. And he's next to me, and he was kind of in the same predicament as I was. Like, his um, application said that he was incomplete because he doesn't have some of his required documents. And the same required documents that I need, he also needed. So he was asking one of the ladies some questions. And I kind of just jumped in their conversation because I was like, I have the same questions, too. And so we're talking. And he was so nice. Like, literally, like, I interrupted him by accident. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. You go ahead. And he was like, nah, nah, you're good. And so he turns around, he's got this big old smile on his face. He's like, nah, nah, you're good. He looked so happy. And then where and then when I asked my question and I was looking at the lady, he turned around and looked at the lady like, yeah, yeah, answer her question. Like I have the same question too, or something like that. I don't know. It's just so funny. And so then um there was like numerous, numerous opportunities for me to actually strike strike up a conversation, but I didn't because I was so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't want to like be too forward. And so I didn't strike up a conversation with him, but there were so many moments like where I asked, because we were basically doing like the last final steps of everything together. So after we both applied and we both finished and we both asked the questions, then we both head out of the thing and they like took our pictures and had us write something down. So I found out that he's an English teacher at Okamic, which, okay, I mean, I didn't need to know all that, but I found that out from when the lady was talking and I overheard them. And then, so basically I found that out and then he and I both walked out and then I saw him still in the hallway he kind of stopped and so then I kind of was like lingering around because I was like man this will be my opportunity I just talked to him but I never did and so then um I walked back in and then that's when I found Miss Torres again and I told her about you know my application showing as incomplete and I told her kind of all the details on that and she's like okay no problem just email me that so I know and so I said cool bean then after that she uh after that I was walking out and he was walking out right in front of me and we were both walking to the parking lot and we had quite a bit of a way and I could have like yelled out and said something and like hey like oh but like I didn't I was nervous once again and so but he just looked so happy like he had this big old smile on his face like he looked like he had been waiting you know for I mean I looked the same exact way of just pure excitement of like getting a job like having a nice place I guess that you you really like and so yeah it was really fun it was really cool I'm dead. It accidentally cut out because my AirPods uh, died. But anywho, so yeah, so he just looked excited and he was like literally like, as he was walking out, he was literally like skipping. Like it was so cute. It was so adorable. I was like, oh my gosh. But I could have talked to him and I didn't. But he was so sweet too because when he left and he got up to like leave from the computer room that we were in when we were applying and stuff, he was like, oh, like congratulations and good luck to you. And I was like, oh my God, I can be so nice. Okay. Um, so yeah that was cute or whatever then that was pretty much the end of the story but there's more so yesterday sunday i went to church and mind you i saw a girl that i know named chrissy at the event right so chrissy and i went to middle school together and um 
we also like know one another one another because she also went to fsw for dual enrollment for a little bit and then um she also goes to new life so we've kind of been around one another we've seen one another frequently i'm not really close to her because um i don't i don't just i don't really run in her you know friend group and like we don't really know one another that well so but you know she's she's cool or whatever you know she's doing her thing i'm doing my thing but both of us are our teachers and now looking for a position so so i saw her at the event yesterday and i waved to her and said hi and then on sat on sunday i saw her at church and she stopped me and she was like hey like how did the event go and i was like good she's like did you get a job i was like yeah and then i told her that i got a job at gateway in the kindergarten position and she was like oh really because you know they were talking i went to them too they were like the first pick that i had and they said that they were going to call me back but they um but they gave you the position like they gave you kindergarten that's weird because they said they were going to call me back about kindergarten or first grade and i was like in my mind i was like you want to go ask them if they gave you the position or not like i'm pretty sure they gave me the exact job code the exact job number and told me apply <laughs> apply in the computer room to that specific job and so all of them know that i'm in kindergarten and so she she just made it seem like I wasn't actually being truthful and or like I guess she just couldn't fathom because they had told her that they were going to call her back and they had kind of given me the job on the spot. So then she goes in and she's like, yeah, um, you know, I had three job offers, but like one of them I immediately turned down. I was like, no, I don't want to work there. And then the other one I was like you know i could work there but i'll have to see like i'm just keeping my options open but i mostly want to be at gateway but i have three offers like everybody wants me i was like okay <laughs> in my mind i said okay cool and this is this is where i wanted to go but i had to let that spirit go i had to let that spirit go but i wanted to say everybody wants you but ain't nobody ain't nobody gave you a formal offer but i had to let that spirit go y'all stop 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 don't hold me to my past i had to let <laughs> i had to let that spirit go because i said that's not hannah that's not nice but it was interesting to me the way that she came up to me and asked that and my um sister told me that when she when chrissy first came up to me that she could tell her intentions were not genuine and you know of course her intentions might not be the most genuine because i don't really know her but also it, it i think it was a little bit of like i want to know what you got going on but also i think it was a little bit of like i want to brag and i think she came to me wanting to brag about the you know offers that she's been you know the positions she's been offered but when she came to me she asked me first and so because what i was sharing was kind of what she was wanting in a sense like i had kind of taken the one of the positions that she was interested in she kind of was like i guessed i don't i'm i'm just speculating these are just speculations i can't say for sure this is just my perspective of how it felt to me how it felt was that she wanted to come over and brag but because what i was telling her was more than she was expecting then she had to kind of or chose to kind of um like 
I don't know, make it seem like what she had going on was a lot more than what I got going on. And so it was just interesting. But she also tried to make it seem like I wasn't telling the truth. And that's the thing that I didn't like. I did not like the fact that she was like, oh, really? Did they really say that? Because like they told me they were going to call me back. So how could they? That's the vibe I was getting was like, they told me they were going to call me back. So how could they potentially offer you a job if they said they were going to call? I'm like, girl, do you not understand how this works? Like literally the job fair is intended for you to get a job. <laughs> it's intended for you to accept a position right then and there. So it was just interesting to me that that was her response when I told her that. And I just said, I'm not going to share stuff like that with her no more. Like we ain't close and I ain't going to no. And I said, I'm not going to conversate with her on that level. I'm going to keep her at arm's distance because she ain't one of them people. Ain't one of them people that can be, in my opinion, who can be happy for you. Like if she showed me in that instance, she's not somebody I can share my kind of you know big wins with like everybody else who i've shared it with they've been like great i'm so proud of you like you know doing great like good to hear i'm super excited you're gonna be a great teacher she talked about some did they really say that girl <laughs> get out my face that's what i wanted to tell her get out my face um and so it's just interesting but that's pretty much the whole whole spiel that was everything the job fair just went really really well though and i was just so grateful for the opportunity and i'm excited to see the people i'm gonna work with and my mom also has been talking to a lot of people who know Miss Gibson, the principal there. Also, um, paying black girls in the area code because Miss Gibson is a black uh, principal. So that's good. And when I was looking up Gateway Elementary and I was looking at their website and I saw that she was a black principal, I was like, okay, I kind of want to work there because I just, I like being around black people. Can I say that? I just, not only black people, like I'm not exclusively just around black people, but like it is nice every now and then to be around a black person, you know, especially in a teaching environment where almost everyone around you is predominantly white. And so for Miss Gibson to be black, for Miss Torres, the assistant principal to be Hispanic, like it's just we got a lot of minorities going on. Hey, you know what I'm saying? And I stand with you. Uh, <laughs> I wish I could see me putting up my my fist like the black power movement right now. Uh, <laughs> So basically that was just really dope. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Um, and so I got kind of excited that, at that, but because she's black, um, not because she's black, not like every black person my mama knows, but she knows a lot of like the people who know Miss Gibson. So Melissa, my sister's friend's mom, um, she knows, uh, Miss Gibson because Melissa is a social worker and so she you know knows of Miss Gibson and stuff like that and she was raving about how good of a principal Miss Gibson is and how just kind-hearted she is and all these really good things then my mama was talking to because uh, Miss Gibson is one of the ladies who used to go to our church is her that lady's son's wife so the lady she actually passed away, but her name is Miss Tom, Miss Thomas. So Miss Thomas, Miss Thomas's son married Miss Gibson. So, yeah. So then um, she was telling me about how just a lot of the people that my mom knows, like they all rave about Miss Gibson and how good she is. And I just thought that was cool because I know everything is not perfect. Every school is not perfect. Every person is not perfect, but it is good to be around people who are good. Like it's good to be around people who other people are like yeah that's a great person to be around great environment like yada yada susan you know what i mean that's nice um so i thought that was cool and that's pretty much it so now i'm headed back home and <laughs> that's it on that but i hope you all have a great rest of your day um it's been fun talking and 
processing through some stuff and sitting outside and just kind of relaxing, chillaxing. When a couple of kids that were up to no good, you know, started making trouble in my neighborhood. And I, I got in one little fight and my mama got scared. She said, you moving with your auntie and your uncle in Bel Air. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. Anywho, bye.